You know, today I want to uh, sidestep a little bit what I was uh, normally going to speak on, what I had planned to speak on today, and, uh, and really speak directly into what has been happening and what's going on in our, in our world today. Um, but I do want to say this. This message is still about what God wants for you, not from you. Um, you know, God doesn't need anything from me, but we need to be blessed by God. And, uh, and I want to follow the Lord. I want to follow the Lord through this. You know, Colossians 3.17 says, uh, you know, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so if you've got the Bible app, uh, you can follow along with us there. Uh, and, uh, and if you've got your Bibles, uh, you'll be able to obviously follow along there as well. But, um, you know, un- unless you've really been kind of living under a rock, the, uh, the whole situation of what's going on in the world today, I'm sure, hasn't passed by you. Um, as you know, the coronavirus is spreading and the stock market has been uh, fluctuating, shall we say, and uh, people are panicking. People are panicking. And so what, what do we do? What do we do? Do we not worry about it? Do we just go along like, uh, you know, business as usual? Uh, do we underreact? Do we overreact and uh, go buy every bit of hand sanitizer that we can possibly find and clean out all the toilet paper and, and all of that stuff? Do we prepare for the end of the world? Um, I feel like that's probably a little extreme as well. You know, professional sporting events are... Uh, are being put on hold and, and canceled. Uh, conferences, concerts, all of those things. Schools are shutting down for the semester. I know my kids are off school uh, for at least the next three weeks, so pray for our home. Um, you know, travel bans, you've got all of those things. Uh, grocery stores are out of toilet paper, as we've mentioned, and we're all wondering what we're going to do when it comes to that one for sure. But So, you know, again, what do we do? Do we ignore it? Do we uh, really stock you know, stockpile food, stay home for the next, uh, you know, three, three months or whatever and binge watch Disney Plus. Might have to think about that one. But, uh, you know, honestly, no. As disciples of Jesus, our decisions about how we treat this really need to be different. They need to be different. And, and the reason is because we are not of this world. We are not of this world. We are not to be conformed by this world. We don't live like those who have no hope. We have the hope of Jesus, and, and we need to live that way. We need to live differently. And I'm, I'm not an expert, um, and I really don't know where this is going, which is why we as a church have decided to take this really a, a week at a time and, and really be proactive and, and make wise decisions about what we know today and here and now. Um, but I really want to try to speak into this idea from really from a faith-based perspective. So, uh, so let's pray as we dive into God's word here for just a minute. Father, God, we ask that you would speak to us right now. God, I pray that you would put any distractions aside that we might have for those that are at home, uh, Lord, and, and, and watching. I know it's, uh, it's really easy when we're at home to be distracted by things. So God, I just pray for the next few minutes, uh, Holy Spirit, that you would uh, move in a mighty and powerful way wherever uh, we are. As, uh, as we dive into your word together. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, there's been a verse that's been on my heart for the last few days uh, that I really just couldn't get away from, and, uh, and, and I wanna start with that, and it's really in many ways the basis of what we're gonna be talking about today, and it's in the, in the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse seven, it says this. 
For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. And so my first point for the day is this, is, is that when God is first, we live by faith, not fear. When God is first, we live by faith, not fear. You know, Jesus was comforting his disciples in John chapter 14. In verse 1, he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. If you skip a little further down in that chapter, uh, in, in verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. It's talking about the peace that really goes beyond human understanding. It's, it's a peace that, that can only come from God. You know, God's not sitting on the throne in heaven saying, boy, I didn't see this coming. He's, as, as I mentioned a few days ago, he's not surprised by this, not by any stretch. God is, is faithful. He is in control. He is, he is good. God has a plan. He is not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us, as, as his word says. He is, he is working in all things, including this, without a doubt. He is working through this. And when we live by the Spirit, when we live by the Spirit of God, we can have His peace, not panic, His peace, because we live by faith, not by fear. Isaiah 43, verse 2 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Again, we, we live by faith, not by fear. It says in uh, 2 Corinthians, it says we, we live by faith, not by sight. Some of the things that we're seeing are freaking us out, and a lot of people are acting that way. You know, life brings us moments and, and situations that stir our fears. Uh, I, you know, I like to say a person is smart, but people are stupid. <laughs> and, and if you really think about that, it's it's kind of true in, in some of the things that we're seeing. But, you know, we can choose how we respond to fear. We really can, can choose how to respond. And when we put God first, that really puts things in perspective about the way that we should handle things and the way that we should react. God's love can fuel our confidence in, in the toughest of moments. And that's why my next point is this, is that when, when God is first, we give out of love, not selfishness. We give out of love, not selfishness. There's a passage in Philippians 2. Philippians chapter 2, beginning right at the very beginning of, of the chapter. Listen to this. It says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. You know, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, we are to be sacrificial, not selfish. We should be sacrificial, not selfish. As it says in verse 3 there, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others. You know what's interesting about this passage? 
in Philippians is that when Paul wrote it, he was in prison. He was sitting in prison when he wrote this passage. He's encouraging another church when he's sitting in prison. During the early church, they really faced times of persecution that us in, in America especially, we, we just could not get our heads around. Um, in, in many ways, I, I'd like to say I, we don't know how good we have it, quite frankly, um, because they were forced, uh, facing extreme persecution. People were losing their life for their faith. But the first century Christians, they didn't hoard their goods. They didn't hoard the things that they had. They didn't run out to the market and buy anything and everything. Um, you know, they didn't grab emergency supplies when they were in, in the situation of really running for their life, meeting in secret, um, and hoping that they could get through another week worshiping and praising God without being killed for it. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We need to put others ahead of ourselves. Look at uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 44 says this. This is the early church. This is how they acted. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. It says every day they continued to meet. Now does that mean we're going to get together and, and have church and do this every single day? No, that's not, that's not what I'm getting at here. Um, but, you know, at times like this, these are times when, when people really do panic and, and they play it safe and skip church and, and skip everything in some, in some regards. But I, I really want to encourage you. I want to encourage everybody to really display your faith. This is an opportunity to display our faith and worship, not just once a week, but daily. I know some of us might be confined to our homes and things like that um, where, you know, your kids can't leave and, and all of those things. Take an opportunity there to come together as a family, to pray, and, and to worship God daily. You know, we're already hearing stories of people doing amazing things, uh, in, in our area at least here, um, to, to help others, uh, like providing meals uh, for families and, and kids that, that need it. You know, the story that Mike was talking about. Um, you know, this week, as, as a church, there, there may be some people within our church family that need help. We want to keep our eyes open and our ears to the ground for opportunities like that. There's a, a, a little bit of a, of a movement, if you will, that we've started, another ministry team that, that we've started on, you know, we're, we've started to get work, working on it here within the last month, but we're calling it the community missions team. Um, and it's really on the ground floor of starting a local community missions work. And, and we've done some little things and starting to organize it, but with what's going on right now, we're really going to jumpstart it in, in many ways, um, and we're going to see what's needed and, and get it going even quicker. If it's something that, that you might want to be a part of, uh, we're going to have uh, some information going up on our website this week about being a part of that so that you can join in uh, when opportunities come around. Uh, we're going to look and see what's needed. I believe the need is going to be there. This is an opportunity for us to be the church because you're never more like Jesus than when you are serving other people. But it takes all of us coming together to support the mission. It takes, it takes uh, the church coming together to really be the church. And hopefully you all can be a part of it in some way, shape, or form to make a difference in our community for the kingdom. You know, in my video that I put out on Friday, 
explaining our, our position on, on this whole thing and how we're handling this as a church, uh, I mentioned the fact that this can really be our finest hour. And I truly believe that. These are the times throughout history where you see the church rise up and make a difference in an amazing way. I believe that God is going to use this season and use this time to bring people to him and to change lives for eternity. I have no doubt that he is going to do that, but he's going to do it through his chosen vehicle, and that is the church. That is the body of Christ. That's you, and that's me. So let's go back to that verse in 2 Timothy for just a second as we get into the, the last point of the day. 2 Timothy chapter 1, remember verse 7 said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Now let's, let's look at the next verse. At verse 8, it says, so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Never be ashamed about the testimony of God, about the testimony that he has given you, and to, be, and to never be ashamed of the Lord. God is first. God is first. And we are living out our faith, not fear. This is, what we're, this is what we've learned so far, right? So we're living out our faith, not fear. We're being sacrificial and loving, not selfish. And then the last part that these verses teach us is that when God is first, we shine the light. We do not hide it. We shine the light. Jesus is talking in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. He says this, it's probably a familiar passage. It says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, some people are anxious and afraid, and we need to be the ones shining the light. Let's be the ones showing love. Let's be the ones offering hope. Let's be the ones that have a sound mind during this time. I've heard it said, never waste a crisis. <laughs> and while in, in many ways that's a leadership principle that, that can be taken many ways, but honestly, as followers of Jesus, right now we have an amazing opportunity during this unprecedented season that we never thought we would be going through. And we have the hope. We have the hope. Because no matter how bad it gets, there is always good news. There is always good news. The best news. Look at 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says this, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Let me stop there for a second. You know what that's saying? In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. God is first. It's saying God is first. And so we start there. We start with God is first. And then he says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. See, be prepared to, to give an answer to everyone who asks you, that asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, right? So how will they ask you if we're not living in a way that shows we have hope? They won't, they won't even think to ask you if, if we're living just like everyone else, if we're panicking, if we're running around like crazy people. We're not going to be able to show the hope that we have in Jesus if we're not living that way. You know, this virus is extremely contagious. We know that. It's 10 times more contagious, or whatever those statistics are, something along those lines. But you know, I hope that as Christians, we can be even more contagious. We can be even more contagious 
as followers of Jesus. The love and the hope of Jesus can spread quicker than any virus. It can spread quicker than any virus. If we are not ashamed of Jesus and we are not ashamed of the power of the gospel, gospel, that means good news. It's the gospel that brings salvation to everyone. Always will have the good news in this time when everything seems like bad news. We will always have the good news. And that's why my connection point for the day is this. God is first and he is in control. So let's live like it. God is first and he is in control. So let's live like it. Do we really believe that God is in control? Do we really believe that? This is a time when when we can show that. This is a time when we can live that out as followers of Jesus. God is in control. And if you're watching right now, I I get it. I get that it, it maybe doesn't seem that way. Let's be honest. A lot of people are acting like like that's not the case. It really doesn't seem, in some ways, maybe where you're at, that that's the case. But believe me when I tell you, God is still in control and that he's not surprised by this and that he loves you. He loves you more than anything because God created you to be with him. He created you to be with him. And the thing that separates us from him is our sin. Our sin is the only thing that, that puts a separation between us and, and and God, God gave us a, a way around that because there's nothing we can do to remove that sin from us. We can't, we can't get clean enough. One sin is all it takes to, to put that divide between us and God. I can't be good enough to earn that. I don't deserve it. And that's why he sent Jesus. Jesus paid the price for our sin. He paid the price for our sin on the cross. He gave gave up his life for you and for me. Paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. That's what we're gonna celebrate here in a few weeks in Easter. It's really what we celebrate every Sunday when we come together, is that Jesus is alive. And that's the good news. Everyone who trusts in him, everyone, everyone who puts their full faith and trust in him can have eternal life and that eternal life can last, can, can begin now and it lasts forever. And it's really just as simple as, as crying out to the Lord and, and asking him to save you, to put your full faith and trust in him. There's no cookie cutter way to say it. It's really transferring your trust. It's transferring your trust to him. In the same way that you probably had to put your full faith and trust in your couch or your chair that you're sitting in right now. It's the same idea. You have to put your full faith and trust and you have to put all of yourself, all of your full faith and trust in Jesus and he will save you. I'd like to pray for you right now. Would you bow with me? Father, Father, we thank you that you are not surprised by this. Father, we thank you that that you are still in control. God, we're thankful that that you are on the throne. And God, that we have the good news of Jesus. Lord, help us to live as people of faith, not of fear. Help us to be sacrificial, not selfish. 
And God, help us to shine the light to those around us. God, help us to live like you're in control because you are. Help us to live that out. Help us to show the hope to the people we come in contact with, the hope that we have in you. Jesus, we know we know that you are going to do something amazing and something awesome through this time that seems so bleak. And Father, for those that are, are watching, I, I pray, Lord, that if there is one that may be at home watching right now that doesn't know you as Savior, Father, if they're not 100% sure that they're going to heaven, I pray that right now where they're at, they would cry out to you and put their full faith and trust in you. That they would acknowledge to you, that they would say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. God, save me. Come into my life and be my Savior. And Lord, just putting that full faith and trust in you is all that it takes. And that's the beginning of a relationship with you. Father, I pray that that would happen today. Holy Spirit, I pray you would move in a mighty and powerful way as we know you have in the past. And God, we know you're going to continue to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.